Hey, Barrett Coldeye, how can I help? This is Dr. John Mango. Can I look at your brain? We've got a relationship problem on line one. I'm on it. Crikey, we've got a ghost problem and people are scared. Consider it done. Just got a call. The kid's in danger. Let's team up. Interviews, quizzes and chat. Brain news, lifestyle and facts. Be found here. And much more. On Cudder, Woulda, Shudder. On this fine week, I'm going to be talking to a major player in the army, Major Ian Crankenhouse. I'll be bringing another brain news update, and this time in Switzerland, there's some telepathy going on. And we're heading over to Tinseltown once again to hear about Bradley Cooper's Little Possum. There we go. Episode 63 of Cudder Wudder Shudder. Do you, want, do you know what's interesting about 63? It's... No, I don't. Go on. It's, it's the age my dad died. Right, that's a good fact. Another good number fact. I think we've forgotten some number facts, haven't we, on the way? Yeah, well, this one just reminded me that I should do some more number facts, and there's one of them. How are you doing, John? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about... Bradley Cooper's, um, you know... Derriere. Yes, his rear end. Right, okay, well, we'll get to that later. Um, first of all, well done, John. I I know that you've won an award this week. Thank you. You, you look pretty perplexed. No, I'm, I'm perplexed that you're thanking me for something, Barrett. You yeah, got, well, well You've got to tell everyone about the award. Well, okay then. Well, John Mango has won a very special award this week. He has won Top Brain Expert Award in Brain Inquirer magazine for, get this, the seventh week running. Yeah, and I'm very proud of that. The um, the high score, as it were, is nine weeks, so fingers crossed. Which held, which is held by Heston Blumenthal of all people. He's a big fan of Brain Inquirer. Yeah. We're a big fan of his head and food. Oh yeah, that too. John, uh, have you been up to anything interesting this week other than winning awards? Well, that's taken up a lot of time because it's not the easiest thing to win awards, is it? But also, do you remember that I got those T-shirts printed finally? Mm-hmm. Well. That gave me an idea. Good. A business where your IQ is printed on the back of your T-shirt like a football shirt. So everyone will know how clever you are. Yeah, so you only need to talk to people around your cleverness level. So, But that will require everyone to wear one. Yeah, and they will. Right, I've got a better idea. IQ app. Right. How are you going to see so, that on people? You just scan them. Oh, like a barcode. Yeah, yeah. So you, they'll. What the only way it'll be able to do it is through face recognition. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to hold your phone up to the person, and then the phone would scan it, and then they would correctly identify the IQ of that person. And you'd be happy to scan your face into an app along with your IQ. Oh no, I'm not doing it. I'm going around doing it to other people. Right. You see? I don't see, but I think it's a good idea. 
Yeah, it is a good idea. It's basically an an evolution of your idea. You you went analog, I went digital. Right, which is yeah makes a change. Yeah, it really does actually. So, do you want to know what I've been up to? Yeah, go on. I was about to ask. I'm sure you were. Well, this week I have been very busy collecting pens. Crikey! Well, fill us mm-hmm. in. I will fill you in. I'm uh, for people. He's drawing all over the webcam, and it's, I can't yeah, see him. Fairly. I was making a. I was making a joke. Well, basically, what I've been starting to do is, you know, pens are mightier than the sword. They're mightier than the mouse. Another thing that many people don't say, but they are. They're mightier than the mouse. I could kill a mouse with a pen. Yes, you definitely could, and that's why pens are good. So, um, I've been collecting different pens. Basically, wherever I go, pens have followed me in my wake. Because what I've been doing, I've been going into shops, yeah. been going into department stores, been going into bookies, bookies. I've been going into pubs, clubs, places like that, and wherever I've seen a tagged pen, and when I say tagged pen, I mean it's got the logo or the name of the company on it, I take it, and I'm collecting them. Uh, Basically, I'm going to be like a yellow pages of pens. How many have you got, then? Five. So you're at the start of your journey. I've been doing it for a week and a half. Okay, not bad numbers, then. um, What's your favourite so far? So I went into Pizza Hut, and what they've got is a really cool thing, right? Where they've got a little slice of pizza as the little thing you press down to get nice. the pen out. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. One of my favourite ones. That's uh, probably the... why they're going under. Probably everyone's nicking their cool pans. That's true, yeah. That's probably very true. Anyway, so it might be actually a collector's item then. Should we have a follow-up then? I've got one from last week. Yeah. So you remember Kate, the research assistant to the mad professor? No. He wanted to make sentient traffic lights. All right. Kate didn't know whether she wanted to be a part of it. Well, okay. here's your update. Kate was a part of it. Mm-hmm. She helped make the sentient traffic lights. And she oh. said several drivers have been punished. Oh no. But she's very happy with the invention after all. She's she's happy with the results. Oh, I bet you're happy with the results as well after all that totalitarian driving. I'm very happy with it. Mm, I'm not. I'm not. I hope that's not gonna gonna ruin your mood for the rest of the podcast, Barrett. It scared me a little bit. I don't say it's it's a mood ruining, but it's definitely mood worrying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit worrisome. So I've got a follow up as well from Connor, the little young boy who uh, you helped a firefighter becoming a firefighter. Yes. Um, so what he's done is he has been able to go to a theme park, which I can't name. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just mouth it so I know. Oh right. Yeah. 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 So what he's gone and done is that there is a new let. The, sorry, there is a new um, driving course yeah. there made out of a... Coloured brick a, toy. Yeah, a coloured brick toy that is all about fire engines. Right. So, so it's like a firefighter ride. Yeah, right? in Windsor. It's basically, 
he basically goes there every weekend and he has to play with fire. Yeah. That's not actually fire, but it's like made out of this brick material that we have said yeah. previously. It's made out of that. And basically, he just does that every weekend, gets his fill, and he's not burning things anymore. Or not, well, he didn't burn anything last time. I hope he didn't burn that house that he, he went oh, to last wow. week. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he is fire free now. He only fire plays with free. Lego now. So, sorry, he plays with a brick. Lego. No, he plays with just uh, a type of toy. We'll have now. to we'll have to congratulate him when he's a year fire free. It's a big anniversary for pyro lovers, right? Should we get going then? Let's go on. Yes, go. Okay, let's uh, go. This week we'll be talking to insert name here, and we'll be discussing insert topics here. It's Help Talk with Barrett Coldiron. Oh, I always forget to do that. I need to fill in every week that I'm interviewing that person so I don't get the insert name here. It doesn't matter anyway. I'm here this week with a very special guest, Major Ian Crankenhouse, who is an ex-army major. He pioneered, whilst he was there, a training course called brain training which we're very interested here at coulda woulda shoulda he's here this week to talk to us all about it hello ian can i call you ian you may not call me ian no what should i call you then major crank and house all right i'll call you i'll just call you major so right, major yeah so first of all welcome to the show I'm very intrigued by your brain training course, but we will get onto that eventually. First of all, I'm going to do a little bit of an icebreaker with you. Is that okay? Break away. Right, okay, so this is a bit of fun. I tried this out with John Mango before and he loved it. Two truths and a lie, okay? So I'm going to tell you two truths and a lie, and you've got to guess which one's the lie, okay? Right, and then can I have a go? Yeah, well, that's that's the idea of it, yeah. Did you do many icebreakers at military? No, don't need them. Right, okay. So Normally I'll, just so, shoot at stuff. Right, okay. Um, so I'll say with mine then. Okay, so number one. Okay. I host a podcast. Lie. Number two. No, you can't say that yet. So I'm just, I'm listing my two truths on the lie. Right, sorry. At ease. Yeah. Yeah, at, at ease indeed. So, number one, I host a podcast. Number two, I have long blonde hair. Number three, I've broken my arm. Which one's the lie there? Well, if my uh, intelligence is correct, they're all true. No, they're not all true. Right, fill me in then. I haven't got long blonde hair anymore. I've got normal sort of sandy uh, blonde hair that I normally have. Oh. You should have seen that because I'm seeing you right in front of me because we've got a video podcast on. I haven't got you open on the window. I was reading some Wikipedia. Oh, right. About the show? No. Oh, okay. Right, okay. So, uh, all right, well, that was that was fun, wasn't it? Um, do you want to have a go? Yeah, here we go. All right. I once killed an insurgent with a colander. That's number one. Right. 
Okay. Number two, I prefer Diet Coke to regular Coke. Uh-huh. Number three, when I was in Afghanistan, I put down all the pets of a Taliban family. Um, right. Um, so one of them, one of them's a lie, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Taliban one. That one's true. I actually don't like any Coca-Cola. I drink Fanta. Okay. Right, let's um let's move on then, shall we? Um right, let's get on to let's get on to the interview. Let's go on to the interview. I don't know even why I did that icebreaker. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> Doctor uh, Doctor Ian. That's that's Doctor Mango I'm getting confused. Um Major Major Ian. Uh Major Ian. Okay, Major Ian. Major's okay, fine I'm, on its own. So, yeah, yeah, sorry sir. Um Major, can you tell us a bit about your brain training and what it entails? Brain training prepares soldiers unlike anyone else. Better than the SAS. Better than the Green Berets. Okay. So, um, what is it? Brain training is much more physical than you'd think. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, brain training, do you get them to like do crosswords or get them to... Do quizzes or something like that, like train them up for a university challenge and stuff. And oh, you've got no idea, have you, Sam? Well, I'd like to. Well, for instance, one of the exercises is brain swimming, but you don't have a clue what that is. Brain swimming? Oh. Well, I know what brains are, I know what swimming is. Um, you're going to have to fill in the blanks. Soldiers must complete 20 lengths of the pool using only their head to move. Only their head to move. Correct. Okay, so would you have to sort of move about like is there is there a technique? There's a technique. It's a closely guarded secret. But I'll tell you. Okay, good. It involves a lot of nodding. Nodding? Yeah. So you have to sort of headbutt the Headbutt yeah. the water. If you go ahead forwards, you nod, and if you shake your head to go backwards. Oh, right, okay. So would you recommend that for, you know, the average Joe to try, or do you need a lot of training to even... The average, Joe, the average Joe wouldn't stand a chance doing that. Right, okay, break their necks, would they? Probably. Right. I've seen it happen. So, right, okay. Um, so so what else? what else do you do then, Major? In brain training. That's what I've done so they're not confused with the other guys, the army, the navy, all that. I've called them things like brain shooting. Right. Brain survival. Uh-huh. Brain driving. Okay. So, pick one. Uh, brain driving. What, what do you do with that? So often in a war situation, you'll have to... Uh, Command various land, sea, and air vehicles. Yeah. Well, you do that with just your head. How? So if I was in a car, or, or more like a military-grade truck... Yeah, and I, I, Yeah, and I, I had brain training, how would I control the, 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 the vehicle? 
Well, again, it's meant to be a secret. But I'll tell you. So ah, good. Okay. There's different techniques. One of them is to bite the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. One popular one is to bite the steering wheel and use your neck muscles to steer. Okay. Imagine a, a dog shaking a rabbit to death. Um, is that okay? So th is that what it looks like then? A bit, yeah. When you're trying to drive around landmines and IEDs. What happens if you have to do a three-point turn? You only need to do a three-point turn if you're retreating, and we don't teach that in brain training. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, right. So, brain training has very much kicked off in the military world. It's one of the most popular programs that's yeah. taught in many militaries around the world. Would you say that if um, I've written these questions down, and to be honest, that I, I wanted to put a bit of light into this um, interview, but I don't know if I should ask it now because I'm, I'm pretty pretty depressed, actually. Ask I'll it. ask it anyway. Yeah. So if you were to put a an SAS officer up against a brain-trained operative, who would win? A brain-trained operative would... <laughs> a brain-trained operative versus an SAS survivalist would be like putting Godzilla against a house cat. What, for the... And who's who? Brain training would win. Right. Put it this way. Uh, only five people have ever passed brain training in the world. F five people? In the world. So it's pretty hard then? Very hard. Would you like to know one of the graduates? Y yes. Have you seen the reality TV show, The Jerry Springer Show? Um, I can't. I know of it, but I can't say I've seen an episode. Well, they were after a brain training operative. Oh. And one of them worked on the show Bodyguard. Named Steve Warkos. So he, 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 he was one of your brain trainers. Yeah, he? that's the kind of job you can get from brain training. Pretty impressive. Speaking of um, reality TV shows, there is a brain training centric reality TV show coming on, isn't there? And you're you're a major part of that. There is. That's why my boss told me to come on the podcast to plug that. Oh right. Okay. Well, do you, do you want to tell us to about that? it then? Okay. Well. Just, just yeah, just probably tell us uh, what what this is, is is then. The show is called Ian Krakenhaus's Brain Training, and it's Krakenhaus. The show is called Ian Krakenhaus's Brain Training. Okay. And it will follow ten people from all walks of life, as they do battle against their own brains and a series of devious tricks that we put in their way right okay is it gonna is it I was, this is another question i wanted to put in to make it light um are people's brains gonna be glued to the telly my boss hasn't written anything about that down in this copy but personally oh. i think it will be the tv event of the decade 
Well, you've heard it here first, everyone. Uh, this this is the brand new TV show that's coming on the History Channel. Ian Crankenhouse's brain training. Thank you very much, Ian, for being major. here with me. Sorry, Major. And I'm going to go and have a bit of a lie down now. Do numbers scare you? Does it get on your nerves when you've got to count things? Maybe you're just curious how many grains of rice you've got in your cupboard. Well, call the count for your numerological needs. He's ready, day or night, to get totting up those totals. So call the count today. Just press 2 on your telephone. Brain news. Yep, thank you, me. It's brain news. Yeah, okay. What have we got this week then, John? What have you found? You know the country Switzerland? Y- yeah. That looks like a brain, doesn't it? It does a little bit from the side. Yeah. Well, some researchers there have developed a primitive form of telepathy. A primitive form? Yes. Shall I explain? So, yeah. So in these experiments, people were able to hear each other's thoughts. However... They couldn't hear full words or sentences, only noises. Okay, so they would hear noises like like what exactly? So, say I was one of the participants. Mm-hmm. In my head, I might go, Woo! Right. And you'd hear that perfectly in your brain. Well, I, just, I did hear it perfectly in my brain because I heard it. Well, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about, Barrett. I wouldn't, have said it, I wouldn't have said it out loud in the experiment. I would have thought it. Right, so if I think of a noise, would you hear it? Yeah. Right. No, not now. We don't have Do you hear te- that? We don't have the technology here that they have in Switzerland. Sorry, I didn't explain that, Barrett. Right, so we can't do it then. Humans can't do it. Humans can do it with the aid of these special hats that they made. Right, so they've got special hats on. Yes. So, so, so what? So everyone has to wear these special hats if we want this to happen. Yes. Right, well, that's still, not going to happen then, is it? It's still a very, very, very big breakthrough. Yeah, but it's not going to. Nothing's going to happen, is it? Well, it might. Because like, who's going to walk? Who's going to walk around with a hat on all day? I would if I could hear what people would. Well, not thinking, but what noises they were making. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, mate. It, it, it seems a bit odd. Yeah, it is a bit odd, I guess. Mm-hmm. But because think about this, it works across all languages. There's no language barrier, is there? What just noises? Well, yeah. If a French person goes, oi. Yeah, but the the problem is, is that if someone did that, they wouldn't. You wouldn't understand them anyway. Oh yeah. Because they would be saying, they'd be giving a noise, they wouldn't be saying anything. We'd have to come up with our own language of noises. When does a noise become a word? When it has a letter in it. Ah. So if I went, if I went, right, here's, here's something, right? Right, I think cats have got this down because they make noises and we know what they want. Right. So what about if we meow to other people? Right. So if we went meow. So well, do you, you know what that means, don't you? You want some food. 
Yeah, I want some food. Could Make work. What does that mean? Stand back. Yeah, exactly. So it's easy. I tell you what, the primates back in the day, the monkeys, right? Yeah. When we were monkeys, yeah. they were able to do that. Why yeah. can't we? That's true. I think you, I think it is. I've, the only problem is though, I think it's a good it's a good idea, but I don't know if I just want to hear people make noises all day. Mm. What if you just heard a bloke and he was just making monkey noises? Well, first of all, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Go to the zoo, you idiot!" But two, I'd be like, "I can't turn it off." Well, I could. I could take the hat off, but oh, I don't know. No, I just I, think it's a, the hat gets I don't, um, hat gets attached. Actually, you can't take it off. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just makes it even worse, doesn't it? You wouldn't get to sleep. You'd just be hearing noises all night. I started this thinking this was a really good idea, a really good breakthrough. Now I'm not so sure. It always happens like this on this on the podcast, doesn't it? You find something that you think is a breakthrough and it's really clever and funny, and then I give you a healthy dose of reality, and then you're like, "Oh no, actually, it's rubbish." Yeah, sometimes I just need you to pull my head out of the clouds. Yeah, always. That's what I'm here for. I'm I'm getting you into the blue sky, out of the clouds. It's not overcast in John Mango Land anymore. Clear skies. All right. So that brain news done then, I reckon. Yeah, brain news done, and all the better for it. Let's move on. No comment. Hello, stand back, please. No Give us some room. No comment. Come on, out of the no way. No comment. Thank you. No Give comment. us some room. No comment. Why? It's only a celebrity problem. Right, my section now. We are talking about celebrities. A specific celebrity, actually. Yep. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Pooper. Come on, John, we're not mock the week. May they rest in peace. Yeah. Right, anyway, carry on. So, uh, we need to talk to our good old friend, Marty Bofkin, who's over in the States again. Um, he sent me this voicemail before, so let's have a listen to it. Yep. Hey, guys. I'm just hanging around right here in the uh, in the trash. Uh, I've been looking for some dirt on some celebrities, and I've come across some real dirt on a real dirty celebrity. Bradley Cooper, the big man himself. Mr. Star is born. He's got a little mole on his big ass, and he's having trouble sitting down because the mole is getting into his ass, and it's hurting him, and that's why you don't see him sitting down in many movies. He wants to get rid of this mole on his backside, right? But he can't go anywhere, man. He can't go to the doctors, because the doctors big gossip. They're going to tell everyone, right? So he needs to get out of the country and get rid of this mole on his ass. So, guys, what do you think? Where do you think he should go? Right, so that was Marty there. Uh, right. Fishing around in the bins again. So, Bradley Cooper's got a bit of a uh, yeah. problem. Not a very glamorous problem for such a glamorous no. celebrity. Yeah, so, yeah, he keeps everything else in good check. He's got a perfect beard. He's got lovely chiseled jaw. But yeah. when you go down south, it's a different story. So what are we uh, We're going to sell Bradley then? Have you got a mole on your bum before, Dr. Mango? I've had moles other places, but not there. Right, okay. Where? Heads, shoulder. Knees and toes? Uh, I did have one on my knee, yeah, not on my toes. Right, okay. 
I could tell that. You could probably say one of your toes is a mole, isn't it? If you, you know. What? Maybe I've got a mole on my toe. Anyway, so we're talking to Bradley Cooper. Um, we're talking about Bradley Cooper, I should say. Yeah, unless he listens, then we are talking to him. Right, well, we, let's say we are talking to him. Bradley, yeah. okay, so you, you've got a mole on your bottom. Oh, no, nothing to be ashamed about. No, nothing to be ashamed about. Happens to the best of us, okay? But I do realise that because you're quite a famous star, it would be a bit embarrassing if you were to go to Dr. Johnny and say to Dr. Johnny, can you remove my mole? And then yeah. you just giggle and... You know, you'll be all over the back pages of yeah all all the magazines. So, I mean, you wouldn't go to Doctor Johnny anyway because he's a he's a cardiovascular surgeon. But you know, okay. Um, so why don't we have a look at other countries? So you have a look USA. at countries. I'll have a look at moles. Right. Okay. Make sure you're looking at the right moles. What do you mean? Oh. No, I see. Yeah, I just typed in moles. It's come up with them ones on it under the ground. Yeah, not not the not the, the mammals. So right, countries. Okay, so I'm gonna put in best countries for removing moles. Oh, it's coming up with those type of moles again. Yeah. Yeah. Um removing um human moles. Oh no, this is weird. I've come across something where it's just like human mole hybrids. Oh, I've, yeah, I've just come up with spy stuff. Oh, right, right. But this isn't working, then, is it? Let's let's go off the internet. I don't like doing the internet. With I'll type in. I'll try bottom problems. moles, and we'll see. Bottom moles. I, I I'll be honest. I don't really know. Want to know what might come out of that search? Oh, this is interesting. What? It's screen grabs from one of Bradley Cooper's films. They're a bit blurry, but I think. One or two people might have spotted his mole. What do you mean? How? Is he clothed? He's not clothed. You can't really see it. I think it's mostly oh. speculation, but... Why did you want to wow. see it? No. Um, but I, I'm just considering... Bradley, you, you must have been under so much pressure to have bared your ass with a mole on it to people on set. That's how committed you were to that role, I imagine. You probably thought... Good actor. Yeah. Probably thought they'd CG it out and they never did. No. Well, you know what they're like, those executives. Right, so I've been looking at countries, okay? So, best place to remove a mole. Where do you think that is, John? Paraguay. No, it's not Paraguay. Mm, don't know, then. You're not even going to guess another one? Portugal. No, it's not Portugal. Doesn't become oh. a P. Oh, not Pakistan then. Right, so uh, I'll, t I'll tell you, I'll put you. Right, I'll put you out of your misery, okay? Yeah. Turkey. Get out of town. Turkey, that's the best place. That's where it says. Right. Yeah, I've been looking here, looking right next to the bazaars in Istanbul. There's uh, there's a few places where you can rem it just just called body removals, which would be interesting. Let oh. me have a look closer, uh, so you can remove moles, which we want. Remove piercings, okay. Yeah. Remove remove facial features. Okay. Interesting. All right. Add facial features. I'll have an extra nose, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a look in. Ooh, okay. So you can add an extra eye for 
50, 50 pounds, I think. That's in, pretty cheap. In, in UK money, that would be. Does it work? Um, working eye is 100. I think it's worth that. Third eye, I mean, it would help. You can only have a maximum of five eyes, apparently, because your brain doesn't have enough uh, enough cords. Yeah, past that's five. true. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's get off that. So, you could go to Turkey, Bradley. You could go there. They seem to have a pretty good deal. So, I, I reckon what you should do is you should get you should get your mole removed, and where your mole was, get an eye. Yeah, think about all the rolls that'll open up. Yeah, you'd have eyes in the back of your arse. You know, you know, who else can say that? If there's a casting call for that, you're going to be asked. Yeah, I mean, the problem is I don't know if there is a casting call for a person with an eye in his ass, but it could be, could there could be. What about yeah, mouth? Probably, I don't know, that wouldn't be work, would it? Because you'd be tasting all the stuff that your bum would be sitting down on. Probably in one of them new Avatar films, there's probably somebody with a, an eye on their ass. Hmm. I was going to say maybe an ear, but then you'd hear your farts really well, wouldn't you? And definitely not your nose. Could you have a hand there? Um, I'll have to go back on the site to see, but we'll, we'll have a look. Imagine how um, easy it would be to put your trousers on. Right, okay, so it says hands can only be added above the torso. Right. Don't know why. I mean, these right. guys are the experts, yeah. so... but. You know, whatever. Can we add a leg, maybe? No legs? No, no legs. Strictly no legs. Okay. Strictly no legs. Right. So, I guess you'd have to put a facial feature on your bum. An eye would help, though, because you could aim, couldn't you? I think eye's the way to go. Yeah. So, Bradley... Wait, are... you could put your trousers on your backwards and peer out of your fly. Anyway, so, Bradley, this is our expert advice... We say to you, go to Turkey, ask for that mole to be removed, and get an eye replacement in the exact same spot. Okay? ASAP. And, and those rolls will be roll you'll be rolling in rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and maybe a documentary series about your eye. So I think that's the end of the podcast. I think it is. That's been some good advice dispensed. Yeah. Advice dispensers have closed. We have now finished the day. And I don't know about you, John, but I am ready to hit the hay. What does that mean? Don't you know what that means? No, I've never heard that. Okay, well, look it up. Goodbye, everyone. Right, I'm going to bed now. Bye. Bye.